The Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. We're also brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. The world's greatest shorts are hooking you up with a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That's birddogs.com slash pool. DGENs assemble. Welcome to Fantasy Football Heroes and Villains. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me as always is my co-host and partner, Andrew, the TD King, Rob. And joining us tonight, our headliner from the SGPN Dynasty channel, we've got Mr. Dave Heilman. You can find him on Twitter at Dynasty Dorks. How are we doing, sir? Gentlemen? I'm doing great. Two articles came out today, so I'm kind of ripe for a little bit. Right on, right on. Andrew, how are you doing, sir? Great as always, man. Uh, about to get sweaty. Love it. I've been looking forward to this all day. You know, it. I know that they want us to do this to get the heartbeat, you know, the heart pumping and stuff. But, man, does this really help your mental as well? Um, it just no, looking okay. forward to to getting a little sweaty and doing a little, you know, a little cardio. It just it helps the mental. It helps the physical body. And, of course, now we get to uh, draft for three million dollars. Oh, absolutely. We're going to we're going to get after it here. Dave, have you been doing any uh, any best ball drafts? Is this your first? Are we popping your cherry? Yeah, this is the first one. Ooh, I, I love it. Just break taking a break from it. And uh, this is my first one. All right. Awesome, man. We're very excited. I'm going to peek my head in the draft room in just a second. Nobody touched their phones just yet. I need to take the lock off this bike and get pedaling. I see you guys already getting a jump start on me here. So I'll see if I can catch up per usual. <laughs> I am going to peek my head in now. I have not loaded the double amount down. Seven left. Go ahead. Jump in. Jump in. All right. Seven left. Six left. I am in with six. Yep. Five, Five left. We are doing the best ball mania uh, four. Yes. By the way. Yeah. Oh, the keynote there. I think I think Dave caught that earlier. Yeah, okay. I think I think I'm good. All right, there's five left, right? Yep, yes, that's sir. us. So we right. are in the same draft. Very, very good. Very good. Uh, Dave, you know, always a good conversation to start this off is, you know, who's, uh, who's some big targets for you? You know, who, who are you looking at? Maybe at, uh, a little bit of value, maybe, uh, some Dave Heilman, my guys, uh, segment here. Yeah. I mean, I just did my bounce back episode. And so, uh, well not episode article. And so mm -hmm. one of the things that, you know, as far as running backs, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of running backs that you can get later on that might be perceived as RB twos that, that might be able to to carry your team and you can stack up those receivers early. So David Montgomery is one. I think he's behind the best offensive line he's had. And if he gets the Jamal Williams role, I don't expect 17 touchdowns, but you could easily see, you know, about a thousand yards and 10 touchdowns and, you know, maybe, maybe get a little receiving work, but uh, you know, I, I think that David Montgomery is interesting. Um, Dalvin cook. We'll see where he flies. Um, he might be under the radar right now with his, uh, situation just put a video out on youtube go check it out put your prediction call your shot before uh, he lands somewhere what's your best shot well the best odds right now are miami i think that's a really good one but the broncos 
are one I'd look at. Sean mm-hmm. Payton is definitely not afraid to print money. And uh, he was doing it in New Orleans. He's now doing it in the Denver Broncos. We had Zach okay. Stevens on the show, the beat reporter. He said that they did talk to Kareem Hunt before the draft and after the draft. So they are looking to possibly add somebody. So Maje P. Ryan is projected to have the most um, production out of that backfield. And that tells me they could possibly be adding somebody. But I put a dark horse out there on the YouTube is uh, Dallas Cowboys. Mm. Nobody behind Tony Pollard coming off a major injury. Um, they do have Tony Pollard down for about th- almost 300 touches, which is Ooh. way more than he's ever received. I know it's a, a contract year. Mike McCarthy wants to roll it back to you know 2007 and run the ball, run the ball. He's going to need another running back, not named Ronald Jones. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I like Deuce Vaughn, but I feel like you're right. I feel like there's a lot of opportunity there. Uh, we're about to get the draft started here. I am on the clock. 1-1, one, one, baby. Just found out. Just picked up, up the phone. 10 picks. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sitting at the five spot. Bernie, you're obviously in the one. And Dave in the 11 spot. I like that spot. Uh, any, any familiar faces? Um, Any friends? Any family? I don't see. I, I don't, don't see any, see any uh, unless Mike Rob is in here and we just don't recognize his name. Uh, Z Carter. I don't know. Hmm. No. Nope. Oh, we got Mike Rob in the chat asking, uh, "Do you guys put any volume into the puppy one or two? And if so, do you have any specific strategy?" Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just not that uh, that built, you know, in the in the bankroll just yet. So I'm, I'm sticking to the uh, I... the best ball four. Yeah, I mean, I have entries into both of them, not like substantial entries, but I don't really change up my draft per se. If anything, uh, with those $5 ones, I'll get a little bit more loosey-goosey with them and not be so involved with making sure that there's enough stacks and that there's correlation Mm -hmm. and all that. I'll kind of just go off the board and figure out, you know, just pick best player available sometimes. So I I don't really change my strategy, but I'll I'll just I'm not as rigid uh, with those. Agreed. I'm gonna take, take, take a few more liberties. That's for certain. Yeah, I'll so try different uh, strategies. Can you go through the settings for this real quick. Yeah, so it's half point PPR. Uh, every week, starting lineup would be one quarterback, two running back, three wide receiver, and a tight end. Uh, there's also a flex position uh, as well. Um, yeah, I mean it's four point for passing touchdowns, six points for all other touchdowns. That's that's pretty much it. Justin, mm-hmm. am I missing anything? Uh, week no. 1 through 14, regular season, 15, 16, that's 17 good, no. are the uh, playoffs. Mm-hmm. Mm, I think that's it. So if you want to, if you do have any schedule correlation off the top of your head that you know of, you know, um, big ones that we know of for week 17, uh, what was it? The Lions and the Cowboys, the Bengals and the Chiefs will play each other that week. Yep. Denver Chargers um, could be a sneaky one. Yep. So you kind of want to correlate some of that because a lot of people are looking at this as I think there's 400 and something entries, um, final entries, if you make it to week 17. So everyone's playing it as a, you know, as if it's a big DFS concert or a concert, mm-hmm. Jesus, a contest. Yeah. So, it's, I mean, you it's, can it's like a concert. We're making yeah, music, baby, I guess. So, I mean, that's why people are trying to do the week 17 correlation is obviously, you know, you, you want to kind of get a little bit specific with DFS uh, lineups in there. So, yeah, it would definitely be on brand for the Dynasty guy to go Bijan Robinson right here at the first sure. with the first pick. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take Garrett Wilson. Nice. I like it. Nice. I like it. 
I was doing uh, some Garrett Wilson loving uh, one of my latest articles. Took his over uh, eight and a half touchdowns. Plus money. Plus money. Hmm. He had four with, you know, Joe Flacco, Mike White, Zach Wilson. Yeah. Uh, Matt, Tre- Matt Trevely- Strevelier. Is that, is that how you say it? Yeah, Streveler. Yeah, sure. There, yeah, that guy. Yeah, Streveler. So, so what do you guys make of all this uh, digs, talk, you know, missing OTA stuff here? That, I mean, is I it anything they, or? No, I thought they said something that he's going to be there for, for minicamp. No problem. Uh, I he's mean, in I Buffalo. Guess, but... he's, he's healthy. Well, then why did McDermott McDermott came out today and said he's very concerned that he's missing. Oh, interesting. Must have missed that. I saw some some tweet uh, not that long ago that said, like, he's in Buffalo. He's committed to Buffalo. I don't know. Must have just breezed over me. He was there today or yesterday, one of the two days or both of them, but he Mm -hmm. left before practice actually started. So Interesting. Interesting. Obviously, he signed a long-term deal last year, so I don't think it's anything to do with the contract. If anything, I think it's something more or less to do with the team. I mean, last time we saw Diggs, he was throwing his hands up at Allen, you know, in their playoff loss. So I'm just – I don't know. I mean, I don't think he misses. I don't think he holds out. I don't think he demands a trade. But it is interesting. Well, and Buffalo put themselves in a weird spot by, you know, they spent some money and now they can't really afford DeAndre Hopkins. And, you know, uh, and they could probably make some moves to make it work. But, you know, Diggs wants some security. He's getting a little bit older. But I'm just looking at that depth chart. It's pretty weak if you look at the, you know, the Buffalo Bills compared to the rest of the AFC. Their number mm-hmm. two is Gabriel Davis. Number three is Khalil Shakir. Um, if you don't, you know, unless Dalton Kincaid is your number three, um, you know, they missed out on those receive, rookie receivers. You know, it would make sense for them to get down to Hopkins to take some pressure off the digs. It sounds like D Hop wants a, at least somewhat of a d- decent deal, though, right? Yeah, that whole I want I want a stable organization and I want a, a playoff team is out the window. He just visited the Titans and now he's spending two days in New England. I don't get that. Like those are your first two stops. I I just don't I don't understand the logic in that. I think he quickly realized he's going to have to open his net up and not just you know the Chiefs have the they have the least amount of money in the league. Buffalo mm. is not far behind. Um, the Browns, they have some money, and the Browns make a whole lot of sense with Deshaun Watson. Got a really young receiving core. Um, you know, they got Elijah Moore, Cedric mm-hmm. Tillman behind Amari Cooper, Cooper. It's not a bad group, but adding DeAndre Hopkins, who's already familiar with Watson, would make a lot of sense. Yeah, and he would I, honestly, I still think he'd be better than Cooper on, on that roster. I think that he's the priority guy in that spot. But yeah, this time of year, there's just not a lot of there's not a lot of money. And so these you know, the right. Cardinals did him no favors by making him wait versus like, you know, if you cut him earlier on or make him a June 1st, Des, you know, they have a market. But after the draft and after free agency, everybody's already spent their money. And then mm-hmm. uh, that whole the Odell, what I read was the Odell Beckham contract really screwed up the plans because DeAndre Hopkins, they wanted to offer him less money or try to split the money somewhere. When when OBJ got paid, then Hopkins was like, "No, I want that." <laughs> well, I mean, deservedly that's, so. That's fair. Right? I mean, yeah, no, yeah. that's fair. The guy yeah, that was off for a year. Yeah, it shifted the market for sure. So, so Carolina or the Bears are going to come offer him a bunch of money, correct? They could. I mean, yeah, both those teams have the most cap space. I mean, why not, yeah. right? I mean, I heard he was talking to Houston. 
Yeah, yeah, right. I don't That's... again, like Houston, what? Like, and don't get me wrong, like I would love him to come to the Bears, but I don't think it fits what he's looking for still. At yeah. least with like a, like high confidence, at least, you know, the word around the league. You know, I don't think that everyone sees him as a contender. I'm a degenerate Bears fan, so of course I'm gonna say good things about them, but is that the vibe in the NFL locker rooms right now? Like, oh, we gotta worry about the Bears. Wow. Mm. We'll see. So I started off Justin Jefferson, Derek Henry, and DK Metcalf. How are we looking, boys? Uh, I took Ramondre Stevenson just now. So that uh, has Cooper Cup, Chris Olave, and Ramondre. Nice, nice. Going the dynasty roster with Garrett Wilson and B. John Robinson. Back in them young boys. Well, I thought about Saquon Barkley. He got a lot of touches last year. A little concerned about that. I did think about Jonathan Taylor, but Bijan, he's got the he's got the full three down skill set. We're gonna go with it, and I think it's a little bit more of a odd lineup. I, I'm okay with drafting uh, Bijan at ADP. Like I really don't have any issue with it. Honestly, I still feel like he is you know like a top three candidate to just get 300 touches. Like if I'm picking three guys to get 300 touches touches this year, it's probably CMC, Bijan, and Derrick Henry. Yeah. Touches or carries? Touches. I mean, touches. I think there could be more than more than that with 300 touches. Let's keep the list going. Who else we got? Well, Josh Jacobs, first off. I think he can do 300 That's touches fair. again. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, hold on. Let me think. Some teams here. Um, it depends. If Pollard's back, I think they could give him Ooh. 300 touches. Not that they would want to, but yeah, I mean, I don't who think else so. do they really have confidence in in that backfield right now unless they add somebody? I mean, I kind of feel like give it to the deuce, baby. Give it to oh, the deuce. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, Mike. Mike Clay has him for almost, you know, almost 300 touches. Uh, the next guy behind him is Ronald Jones. Um, unfortunately, your boy Deuce, I think, was fourth or fifth on the list behind yeah, say Malik Davis. Davis. Yeah, there you go. But uh, there's just Kareem Hunt is going to go and he's going to go somewhere and just crush somebody's dream of that, mm-hmm. you know, handcuff or whatever. You got mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette out there, Dalvin Cook. Yep. Um, I mean, Darryl James Conner. James Conner, you know. Yeah, I don't know about Conner to 300. I, I think he gets a lot of touches, but I don't I don't I don't know about 300 for him. Even at his age, I just don't think they do that. I I like I think they'd get uh they still have uh Keontae, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I could I could see him, I mean, not being a huge workload guy, but like, you know, getting getting some love, you know, getting some touches. Mm-hmm. Najee Keontae Ingram is interesting. I would love dude. Dude, no one would love Najee getting 300 touches more than me, but yeah. there's something with that Jalen Warren. I'm having dreams about him, literally. <laughs> Alexander Madison, I, I know you don't agree with that. I think he can get to mm-hmm. 300. Damian Pierce as well, another guy I think can get to 300. I think I think they're going to use your boy Singletary. You've been talking him up. I do like Singletary too, but I mean, I just I think Pierce is the guy, right? I mean, he's going to get Did you put Bijan in that list? Yeah, I said B- oh, mine yeah, yeah. was Bijan, CMC, and Derrick Henry. Those are the, if I was betting, like if I had to bet somebody three players to hit 300 touches, those would be the three I'd pick. Yeah, it's just not there's just not a lot, but you know, people look at it and they they think that someone has to get 25 touches to be like a good running back, and you really just need between 15 and 20. I mean, obviously you want to have more, but mm-hmm. as long as you're and targets are like that's weighted value. A target is worth two and a half times a carry. So in your PPR leagues, so you're you're gonna want those guys that get ten to fifteen carries, mm-hmm. and then five to you know five to eight 
you know, targets or, or catches. And that's where you, exactly. that's where you get your big guys. Yeah. Uh, we got Fantasy Football Garage asking what we would think about Dalvin, or sorry, excuse me, Ramondre if Dalvin went to New England. I mean, obviously that's a hit for sure. But yeah. I mean, it would be awful. I mean, honestly, like that would probably drop Ramondre back a little bit towards like J.K. Dobbins more in the rankings for me. Yeah. Um, so what dropping him probably seven, eight spots. Yeah, I, I just couldn't see that. I think that they would go with more like a hammer, um, you know, whether it's Zeke or Fournette, someone someone that's doing a little bit more of the dirty work. Mm-hmm. Ramondre's a big dude and he can do both, which is really nice. But I think that Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris both showed that they got something last year. They both look good in limited playing time. And the Pats need receivers. Yeah. Uh, Pang Davis here says, how do you guys stay focused doing this? The adrenaline, man. Adrenaline rush. Fantasy endurance athlete. I am going to make that shirt up. I I talked to Jake about making those shirts up so uh, so we can have some. So. Definitely going to be the gym, gym tan laundry. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I put a Facebook post to put best ball on a bike. If uh, <laughs> if I could, if my wife wasn't pregnant, I would smoke a cigarette while doing this too, just for the degen status. <laughs> uh, well, I may or may not have had a brownie before this show. So. <laughs> nice. Say a brownie. <laughs> yeah, I I, I, she cooked brownies. <laughs> like, oh, nice. Oh, hey, you want this? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Um, when I'm when I make this pick, Dave, I have some questions for you about some of these rookies that came in, uh, rookie running backs. Uh, let's see what I want to do here. So, Ramondre, Harris, Cup, and Olave. Don't need to take any of these quarterbacks. Ah, uh. Dave's excited about Montgomery. I'm excited about uh, Jameer Gibbs. Some high draft stock they spent on him. Monty, or I'm sorry, uh, Swift and Jamal out the door. Like. I gotta imagine that you know there's gonna be a pretty even split, at least a start for for him in Mon- Montgomery. Like inclusion in the passing game, maybe a little bit more. I mean, Mon- Monty catches balls and he's you know, he's a brute. You know, he's actually a lot stronger than people think. But mm-hmm. yeah, rookie rookie running backs, they got fresh legs, baby. Those are the guys they're they're willing to give all those touches to. So <laughs> I'm excited about Gibbs. For sure. Uh, but Gibbs is also, you know, he's he's slider in frame. He'll probably, you know, get more of the kind of like Kamara and Ingram type of a deal. Um that's what yeah, I'm hoping. Yeah, you know, he came in 199. I think he's up to 205 or something like that. He's, you know, but they're they're not going to be running him. And I, speaking of rookie running backs, a guy that you know might come up. I just think Devin A. Chain has been you know overdrafted in rookie drafts, and mm-hmm. I could be totally wrong, but there's just people that are just salivating over the landing spot, and mm-hmm. you know, it's just very rare to see a running back under 190 pounds be a top 12 fantasy running back. It's happened before, but it's just very rare. And I think that Dalvin Cook's a prime spot, but uh, Mike Clay's projections, the reason we've been going through the projections. Oh, I guess don't, say the, don't say the name. I know what name you're going to say. Save it till later. Okay. You're gonna, so, I, I know um, exactly who you're going to talk but, about. But I went through the projections, and the fact that Devin A. Chain was only projected for 70 points, I'm like, Brad, let's use this on the show because I think that's going to throw some people off when they look at it. And, it's just one guy's projections. I think Mike Clay's got pretty good name value, but uh, definitely would make people think when they look at that and say, "Because I, I, I put on, I put a post. How many touches does Devin Ainshane get?" And a lot of people are like, 10 to fifteen high value touches." You know, I'm like, Damn, oh, you're, "You're really high on Devin Ainshane, aren't you?" Yeah. 
I don't know about all that. I mean, I, I think he get get some inclusion. It's an offense that is built around speed, and he's fast. I don't I don't think that they're going to be willing to just keep a fast player on the sidelines. But that doesn't mean he's going to dominate touches. I can tell you in these drafts uh, since the Cook release, the Devin A chain uh, hype has dropped a little bit. I see him falling a little bit in these drafts. So I think people realize that the Dalvin Cook steam is is real there. Um, but without Dalvin Cook going there, you you do really think that there's a chance that he just is a flub at uh let's see, he's currently being off the board RB39. I mean, it's worth the risk at that point, but like I in rookie drafts in Dynasty, they're they're taking him at you know 109, 110. Mm. So in this, it's worth you know the upside pick because if mm. he hits, he he could be a monster hit. But I just think he's you know, he's He's going to be an inconsistent play, which could benefit you in best ball, but he's just, he's not going to have the volume to be able to offer a lot of, you know, week ones. He, he might have, you know, RB one finish one time this year where he has mm-hmm. a whole bunch of wide receiver fives and sixes. because he touches the ball five times and lets you take it to the house on a 60 yard, you know, play. It's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. So, so talk to me a little bit about uh, one of my favorite running backs that when you got when you and Brad did the player profiles, somebody I really fell in love with was uh, Zach Charbonnet. So talk to me about him in Seattle. What do you expect for him? Do you think like the the gap or the split is going to be about like 60 40? You know, what, what do you think his usage is? Because he is currently being drafted as RB 32. Yeah, I, I think uh, that offense gave some dynasty folks some some nightmares with JSN and Charbonnet. And um, I think Charbonnet is going to, you know, he's going to offer the goal line um, and, and Pete Carroll's he's used one running back, not exclusively, but a lot in his career, mm-hmm. but in college he used two, And so he had, you know, Lendell white, Reggie Bush had some other players. And so, you know, a lot of the short yardage um, I think is going to go to Charbonnet and then he does offer the ability to catch the ball. So it's not that he's going to be exclusively, you know, but I can see him being the goal line guy. And, you know, really the big play guy is Ken Walker. So a 60-40 split, but you're seeing some high volume touches with him getting, you know, 15 to 20, you know, uh, red zone carries or, you know, even 10 goal line carries. Okay. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was thinking too, is that he, he's going to be more of the goal line back, if anything, which on underdog is very valuable because of half point PPR. I think that that kind of tends to lean towards, you know, touchdown scores as opposed to guys who catch a lot of passes, you know, out of the backfield. So I, I like that answer. Um, the other, I mean, you already talked about Devin uh, A chain. That was somebody I was going to ask about. The other one though, that I'm very interested in is Kendry Miller. Um, you know, let's just say Camara's on a six game suspension. You know, what's your thoughts on Kendry Miller uh, with uh, the Saints? Yeah, that would open things up for him for sure. Um, you know, I think Miller is more of a 2024 play right now. They have Jamal Williams on a two year deal. Camara's on, you know, the, he's not going to be the guy, but, you know, an injury or something. So he's someone that it would take an injury or a big suspension to, to do anything for him. So I, I like him, but more, you know, that's that's a risky pick. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough with uh, with Jamal Williams and Kamara both there when healthy. That's that's going to be a very middle, well, not middle group. Those top two guys should get touches. I would I would certainly feel like um, quality touches. <clears throat> if but, if Kamara was to be out the entire year, because obviously that is still mm-hmm. unknown. We have no idea what's going to happen with that yet. I am just guessing. 
I'm not winning $3 million. Years. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so Kendrick Miller currently going as RB 44. Where do you think he falls in the rankings? If let's say tomorrow, uh, you know, Kamara gets suspended for the entire year. So it's only him and Jamal Williams. Where do you think he fits in? Oh, then it'd be you know, in the thirties to be like top 25 to 35, you know, in that range. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Jamal Williams still, because of what he did last year, is going to have significant. Um, I think he would be the guy that, you know, ADP would go after. Um, and then it would be Kendra Miller. So you'd see Jamal Williams as top 20 running back. And then he'd be in like the 30 to 35 range. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you got to take Taysom Hill absolutely at ADP. <laughs> uh, see, I know I talked to you privately about Roshan Johnson. Uh, I think Bruni and I are both kind of more in on Roshan than yourself. But if you want to talk to the people a little bit about Roshan, um, I think that that's, that's a, a running back I see a lot of people talking about that that get excited for. And uh, maybe you want to just drop him down a little bit here. Super hard. Super hard. <laughs> and and he's, he's a hard one because – I like Roshan. And so when you got to argue against a guy you like, it's tough. Cause like, I don't dislike him. Um, I just think that, you know, you can't overlook Khalil Herbert and what he did last year. I mean, he had a, a nice stretch where he was a top 10 running back during that stretch. You also have Deonta Foreman, who's been a good running back two years in a row. And those guys are veterans. And, uh, you know, I do think that Roshan Johnson is a potential, you know, starting running back. But I also think you have a four-headed monster back there in Chicago with Justin Fields, Deonta Foreman. And there's just, a, you know, there could be some spreading it out versus, like, Roshan being the guy. Um, in the future, maybe, um, Deonta Foreman's, a, you know, on a one-year deal. Um, and and Kula Herbert's a free agent in two years. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, it uh, kind of sounds like you're maybe doubling down, uh, you know, on Roshan in the future, just not right now. Uh, speaking of doubling down, this episode is brought to you by Edge Boost. This ep- uh, It's supported by Edge Boost. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in betting advances, which can be extremely value- uh, a valuable tool. Imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll. Get down on some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll for months. Double down on a favorite bet you like or even use a use to create an awesome middle or even hedge. Edge Boost isn't some sleazy loan shark as they charge zero interest. Do you know of a way you can access more money to place on your favorite bets without paying any interest? Edge Boost can also be a part of a responsible gambling plan as you can set up daily, weekly, monthly limits across all your betting accounts in one place. Support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use uh, problem calling or problem gambling call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, Sorry to interrupt, but you're on the clock, bud. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely missed my pick. I got Swift as my auto. Oh, damn. That's not a bad auto, I guess. I there you go, Zach Charbonnet. Speak of the devil and he shall appear. Yeah. little. Uh, I, I saw him sitting there and I was like, you know what? We just talked about him. Might as well, uh, might as well do that. Duck it. <laughs> um, so one more rookie running back that I, uh, I I need to know a little bit about because I'm not a personal fan of the RB1 on the team. And I just want to get your thoughts on if you think this guy can potentially overtake him or work more of a 50-50 split than people think. And that is Tank Bigsby. Uh, mm. 
I'm not a fan of uh, ETN. I was last year, but I think that this regime did not draft him. They now drafted Tank. Bigsby, I think he can potentially get the goal line work because he's a bigger back. What are your thoughts on the Tank himself? Yeah, I think uh, I think Tank Bigsby's good back, and he's an SEC back. Um, and you talk about the you know goal line touches. He's not going to siphon off any of the passing work. He had a few you know few receptions in in college and. The offense really didn't throw the ball to him, but he also just like he didn't run a lot of routes and things like that. So um, I, I think he could be, you know, he can be the can be someone that gets some of the goal line touches and some of the short yardage from ETN. Um, ETN is not really built and no, not really many running backs are built for 20 plus touches. Mm-hmm. And last year he got 20 plus touches a couple games and he started to break down. Um, he also had previously has a foot injury, Liz Frank injury that you don't want to mess with. So, um, yeah, Bigsby's definitely someone like I scooped up him a lot because, you know, people were kind of fading him early and then people were starting to smarten up to it. But, yeah, he was like a you know, mid mid to late second round running back. And it felt kind of like kind of like when you're getting Rashad White last year in your rookie drafts. Nice. Okay. Justin, you got any questions? I'm just like throwing out all my questions here, Dave. <laughs> oh no, no, I just I was just letting you go after it. Get get, get to it, son. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know you need the dynasty help, so that's good. That's good. Get, out, get all your stuff out there. Oh man, yeah, yeah. My interesting running backs are Eric Gray and Chase Brown. So um, that. hopefully yeah. nobody from the dynasty, the SGPN dynasty thing, is watching this because I have Eric Gray queued up and I'm like four picks away. So hopefully nobody's oh, watching this. Yeah, oh, I, I think you know they said Matt Breed is the number two to, to Saquon. We have Saquon stuff. Got also okay. has a history of injuries. Eric Gray can catch the ball, and I think that's one of the things that separates him. He is he's one of the best pass catching backs. So two PFF graded two backs in the class last. Last year with top 10 rushing and receiving Zach mm-hmm. Sharp and Eric Gray. Nice. So, I, he was a, a fourth round pick for me. And then another league, I was just able to pick him up for free. Yeah. Hmm. He, he did run a slow 40. And so he's not a very, you know, he's not as, you know, he's not explosive as some of these other players. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely, um, I like Eric Gray. And as I said, Chase Brown is just interesting. You know, we've seen a lot of times where the Bengals have used someone on third downs. Um, he he had almost 400 touches last year for Illinois. It was crazy. But this guy has some real serious speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, he's strong too. He's got a gr- he's got a good build. Yeah, he, yeah. He's he's yoked up. He at the Senior Bowl, he had his jersey tucked in his pants. He was you know trying to show off the quads. He's a <laughs> pretty, pretty built guy, mm-hmm. and uh, I I definitely. Uh, Joe Mixon don't want no smoke in the shower. I'll tell you that. Well, and and you speak of a guy that also could get suspended. Joe Mixon has potential suspension looming, and so mm-hmm. Chase Brown could be there. Mixon gets hurt or anything. Uh, we had Mike Robin in the chat asking about who we thought the Jokic was of the NFL. I mean, it was right around the, the Taysom Hill reference. If we want to just stick to that, but I mean, Kelsey, Kelsey, wow. I mean, you're looking at a guy like I threw up a force missed tackles. And he's got 20 more than the next guy. And so I saw Tracy McGrady talking about it. And, like, you know, who who could – could Carl Anthony Towns do what Jokic does? Or could Joel Embiid? Like, these are really good players. Mm-hmm. Like, that's P.J. Hawkinson and, yeah, you know, Mark fair. Andrews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't do what Travis Kelsey does. 
So where do you have yeah. Travis Kelsey in your dynasty rankings? Curious. Me? Yeah. Uh yeah, he's he's uh tight end too. Okay. Um and I so just you're, I you're in for him sticking around. Values. Yeah. Nice. I think you think two more years. He's just a stud. <clears throat> So I want to flip you uh, flip you over here to wide receiver uh, rookie rankings a little bit. Two guys that I am probably more higher on than the average bear. Uh, tell me if I'm crazy on either of these or if these are good bets. Would be Nathaniel Dell and Puka Nakua. Mm. Yeah, Nakua is interesting because there really is nothing in uh, the Rams behind Van Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Five touchdowns on the ground last year. So he's, you know, he can be used as kind of a gadget guy. He's big, thick dude. Um, you know, he, he's, he's a fun player. Dell, I just don't know. I just don't trust someone that's that little. Um, you know, he's, we've seen guys like Tutu Atwell get the really good draft capital and we're like, yeah, but, and he was uncoverable. I mean, he was uncoverable at the senior bowl, but then like, uh, what's the dude from the Pittsburgh Steelers that was uncoverable at the senior bowl the year before Calvin Austin. Mm-hmm. He was uncoverable. Everybody was like, this guy's the best guy on the field. And I mean, we didn't do, we see anything last year, kind of injury. We'll see what he does this year. <laughs> the height supremacy. Uh, I'm also short. Um, so just, uh, you know, I, I, I am Jenny from the league, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. I am. Uh, I'm speaking of yoked up. I'm yoked up on Jacksonville Jaguars right now. Ooh. All right, Justin. Let's see. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Who do they play week seventeen? Tell me. I don't know. Come on, Carolina. Be better than that. I didn't. I didn't know. Uh, I ain't nice. gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie to people. Get your get your Terrence Marshall in. All right. That's that's somebody also that I like a lot this year because he's going like all but undrafted in these uh, in these drafts but he could be the number D- one wide receiver i have enough dj shark in the uh in the big board i'll be fine <laughs> tell me about the average bears <laughs> yeah people sometimes don't don't understand that reference when i just say average bears <sighs> sorry <clears throat> self-hating highest <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> let's just Appreciate say Appreciate you, Davis. Yeah, let, let's let's just say uh there's not many uh, people his size that that are going to have done it. So, I'm just going to go with go with uh man, everyone just loves to dis- dismiss my Tariq Cohen his rookie season. The littlest bear of all. <laughs> <laughs> he likes Terrace Marshall. I I am not a big Terrace Marshall guy, but I I like the theory. I like I like the theory of it. I like you know digging deep, trying to galaxy brain things, and trying to create different realities. I mean that's what we have to try to plan for here. Yeah. We have to be unique in our rostering. Well, they, they had to get some big receivers because the quarterback. Speaking of small, uh, <laughs> but Jonathan Mingo, Terrace Marshall, that's pretty good size. Yeah, Aiden Hurst to that group. I mean Thielen's not super tall, but he's tall enough. Yeah, to be in the NFL, I guess. They got LaVisca Chenault. This tall! Where are we at here? Uh, uh, Let's see. Davis says Dave's dream job is is to be the roller coaster person where he can tell people they aren't tall enough. (laughs) 
That would be a fun job. I'm not going to lie. Like that definitely beats out Walmart greeter. Oh man. Just destroying kids lives. You're just like, Oh man, you made it all the way through. And I ain't going to let you ride this. Did you guys see that? Like the one like TikTok creator did a video where he was like adding stuff to the bottom of his kids shoes to yes. get them to pass rides. And then like, <laughs> I, I liked the guy before cause he did all those Chick-fil-A videos where they were like training like Navy SEAL treatment for Chick-fil-A employees. <laughs> it was it was super funny. Yeah, he's like I gotta check that out. That's he's awesome. doing like push-ups in the rain. He's like, Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. My pleasure. My pleasure. I love it. Uh let's see. Mike Robb in the chat says, I know Knox got injured today, but I have about 50% Knox with about 40%-ish drafts deep. Is it too crazy or cool because he is uh, rounds 13 through 16 pick at times? I mean, I think it's fine. I mean, you're getting him as one of the last tight ends drafted off the board. And again, we just talked about this the other day. I think it's absolutely absurd that this man is going as late as he is because he is the starting tight end for the Buffalo Bills. So I think it's completely fine. I mean, honestly, even with a slight injury, I mean, uh, it's not going to scare me off at at his cost currently. It wasn't anything significant. I mean, it was it. I, I didn't see this. I don't believe so, to my I knowledge. Mean, Mike, Rob, you want to you wanna update us here? Because I honestly hadn't seen too much. I saw there was a little blurb that said he got injured, but it didn't say anything mm-hmm. like devastating. Well, it's June 13th, so, like, I mean, we have time. <laughs> Most of these guys don't want to be in minicamp and OTAs anyways. It's true. Oh, God. I'm getting to that point where... <laughs> he saw now. what was going on with Diggs, and he's yeah, like, nah, 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 I'm good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chill like this, know, dude. At this point. It's going to happen anyways. Get it done now. Get it out of the way. Get it out of the way. Damn, I was really hoping Kincaid was going to make it back to me. I was just going to take him. Damn. Recency. (sighs) Recency. Stream night. Tisk, tisk. If uh, if this guy doesn't take my Davis pick, oh, here it is. Davis, if you're watching, this is for you, buddy. Mike Thomas? Oh, Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Close enough. I think Mike Thomas went already. I almost Davis, took Mike I, Thomas, I, I, and then I laughed at myself and said, don't you do it. <laughs> Stop. Uh, Davis, if you're still listening, I, we have been uh, accused of colluding our takes, just so you know. <laughs> um, so, Dave, so give us uh, – yeah, oh, yeah, go ahead, Justin. Fill in. What's up? What's the collusion? Oh, it was just like, the, you know, I like Mike Thomas. He likes Mike Thomas. I don't even remember the other ones, to be honest with you, but Andrew was telling me that in the last episode that was the case. Yeah, they they might as well share a draft board because they draft like the same guys. I don't <laughs> I don't like, mind. Davis is a smart cat. <laughs> he, he he does seem seem to be. So Dave, uh, give us some picks. Uh, it does not have to be rookies. You know, you can talk about regular guys. Um, give us some picks that you are just like completely fading this year. Um, I would say try to make it guys that are middle to latest round picks. Um, but is there anybody that you're like truly off of that you want no part of? Mm. I haven't honestly have not thought about that and I haven't been doing any like too many drafts that weren't rookie drafts recently. So, I mean, any rookies that, you know, outside of a chain that you're kind of like, you know what, it's, they're probably going way too high in these drafts. Yeah. I, I mean, Rasheed Rice is another one. I just think, you know, people fall into the narrative and so he's getting overdrafted. And so it's not that I dislike the player. I just dislike the value. Um, kind of the same with like Kadarius Tony. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah. so, like, we can play that game, but you can also just, like, take other options and not worry about it. Mm-hmm. And so um, – so, so, okay, you know what, let me rephrase the question here to you. So, Jaden Reed, uh, coming up with the next round here, Jaden Reed and Marvin Mims are both going. Who's your who's your best bet between those two to make more of an impact this year? Yeah, that's like asking me to pick my favorite kid. Um, <laughs> I, I, like, I like both those guys. I mean, let's be honest, like rookie receivers have done really well, and I don't have huge expectations this year for either of those guys, but I would take Jaden Reed this year. Um, I like both players a lot. Um, and I think, you know, Sean Payton has always had that kind of like Devery Henderson, Lance Moore, that type of player that Marvin Mims is. But I think Marvin Mims is better than that. Uh, I think he is a complete player, but he averaged like 20 yards a catch last year. This guy is just a big play machine. Um, so I think he's a really fun player. But Jaden Reed, I mean, I think uh, you saw how high he was drafted. So we were talking on the show. And I said, you know, two guys that are going to be drafted higher than anyone thinks is going to be Jonathan Mingo and Jaden Reed. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, on I just, the board, by the way, yeah, there it can go. happen. Sorry. Can yes, happen. I, I don't want you to miss your pick. It has happened to us. Yeah, no, I you, guys, that. you guys took Davis's comment off. I was waiting my turn to speak and I just wanted to oh, say, tell sorry. Davis, I see you. <laughs> I see you. I wish I could say it in Navi, but you know I'm not I'm not fluent. You know. Yes, you're going to be next up again. We'll, we might as well just wait for you to continue your uh, yeah. your read. Versus, I, I did see while you were talking, Jaden Reed did go. So let's. Yeah. Maktoha. See, my Doth Rock is a lot better. Mims is still on the board. He is. That is a yeah. That's interesting. He's sitting right there. Of course. Yeah, I, I like I like both those players. I think Mims. You know, he does offer some upside, but. We don't. I don't know what that offense is going to look like. You know, I think uh, I think it's going to look better. Damn um, you, Dave! Sean Payton almost always has a top ten offense. He did a nice job fixing the offensive line, um, and then Tim Patrick comes back. Javante Williams comes back. Uh, you know, Cortland Sutton's you know another year off the the ACL. Yeah. While you picked there, uh, you took f- your fourth tight end. That oh, is. Gosh. Uh, interesting strategy with 18 rounds here. Uh, and two, you took the tight end I was going to take. So thanks for that. <laughs> for, you messed up my Derek Carr stack. Damn you. Yeah. Damn. Damn. <laughs> I will say it is a little harder to pay attention while you're doing all this. But uh, <laughs> I missed I missed the DeAndre the Swift pick. I may have missed another pick. I don't even know. But I was like, I, I, instead of just – I'm looking at tight ends and, you know, one of the things that you look at for tight ends, I want to see yards per reception and air yards. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of these tight ends get, you know, 60 targets, 70 targets. And then you see like three force missed tackles, no yards after the catch and 10 yards per reception. And like, that's just not going to get you many points. And so like Gerald Everett and Jawan Johnson, they had a lot of tight end one finishes last year. Because mm-hmm. they get targeted down the field, they get valuable targets, and it might only be four or five targets, but they get two two end zone targets and and one thirty yard shot. I'll take that over Hayden Hurst getting you know seven targets at five yards a clip. So with that mindset of how many tight end one finishes they can have in a year, where are you currently ranking my boy Chig? 
Yeah, Chig is interesting. I, I, I have him at tight end 15. Um, and I, I think, you know, you look at tight end 8 to 20, there's there's a big clump of guys. But he's another one. He had a very high yards per reception, um, and his air yards were good. Um, he does look to be the second target on the team right now. And so um, Chig could be moving up. If they don't make any other moves, I could probably move him in the you know, tight end 13, 14 range. Uh, I would take him over like a Dawson Knox. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, definitely right now for sure. We've been, we've been prioritizing well ahead of Knox over, overall. Is he off the board? Who's Is that? that? Knox? Chig. Oh, oh yeah. Chig, oh, yeah, well yeah. gone. I, long gone. I took Chig. I took Chig at pick 116. Yeah, yeah. long gone. We're at one in the one seventy. Let's see, he's one seventy. I'm gonna take Dawson. Oh, but Jerome Ford is there. Another one of my guys, and Marvin Mims is still there. Damn it, there's so many good picks here. Oh, uh, I'm gonna take Knox just so he doesn't go off the board. I don't care about the hurt leg. They'll be fine. I mean, they're they're wearing shorts, you know. Yeah, I mean, he probably right. he he probably would have been better, you know, if he was wearing uh, you know, bird dogs because you know, bird dogs are you know, stretch khaki shorts, you know, designed to fit a slimmer, you know, through the thigh and you know, through the leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. You know what I mean? Like he would have done much better if he was just rocking bird dogs, you know, you know, keeping everything nice and nice and knit and tight. You know, these are the shorts that do the exact same thing as you know, Lululemon, and they fit like way better. So, and uh, you know, bird dogs, and they're not called Lulu. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, whatever, dude. What call it whatever you want. They're like a hundred dollar pants. These, you know, bird dogs are way more affordable. You know, they fix their issues by inventing uh, this cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but it stretches, so you get that same uh, slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. If you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, bird dog uses an anti stink sweat wicking fabric. Yeah, that's right. Ball anti ball smelling shorts keeps you cool and dry all day long. I mean. Guys, get over there. Birddogs.com slash pool. Get after it. Bird dog. Kind of sounds like it would have been a rival show to cat dog back in the day. That's, yeah, I think you're onto something there. I think you're onto something there. We need to call up Nickelodeon. I mean, I don't think they'd be interested in us. We're not like 13-year-old little boys, so Mm -hmm. it's like the Catholic Church over there. Let's see. uh, See if anybody in the chat has any questions uh, for Dave, the dynasty expert here at SGPN. Dave, I can't tell you how many times I've referenced yours and Brad's profile, the uh, player profiles before, you know, a few months ago when you guys were doing all those. Uh, I, I referenced those so many before I started doing all these best ball drafts just because I want to get an edge on everybody. And uh, Justin probably got sick of me talking about how good those were. I love that they were short. They kind of got to the point of, you know, this is what he does good. This is what he's probably going to have to work on in the NFL. Um, so, yeah, absolutely fantastic job on those. I look forward to next year's. I appreciate that. Yeah, we uh... – Definitely wanted to go on that short form content. Not everybody's got time for an hour long show. And mm-hmm. so we were doing one hour long show and then we would do five, 10 minute or six, 10 minute clips. Yeah. I loved those. Cause I could just roll through them. Like if I, you know, was driving to the grocery store and it was going to take me 10, 15 minutes. I knew I could at least listen to one, not have to stop restart it again. Uh, so I loved that content. It was, a uh, it was very uh, informative to say the least. Appreciate it. You guys do a, a very deep dive on some of these guys that I probably would never look into. And uh, <laughs> because of you, I learned a lot about some of these guys that are going way late in drafts. Yeah, it, it was interesting. We, we did a, we actually picked pretty well in regards to like how draft capital landed, but like Sean Tucker and Rakim Jarrett were two misses. 
Yeah. Both those guys went undrafted. I was, you know, a little disappointed in that. I know Sean Tucker's Tucker, with uh, Tampa Bay, though. No, both of them are with Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So you, you got you got somewhat of a path to touches at least. Yeah, and both are with Tampa Bay, and then Zach Evans and Dwayne McBride both were a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. Um, we may, I don't think we actually did a McBride one. But, but Zach Evans had a great landing spot, though. He had a good landing. He, he definitely had a good landing spot. Um, you know, and Dwayne McBride now has a decent landing spot. No. You know, um, a guy that I'm trying to see if he's on the board still. Actually, I think he just went. Chase Brown? No, I wanted um, Ty Chandler. Oh, Chandler's probably still there, I'd imagine. Oh, he's gone. I think he's starting to creep up in ADP. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, pick 195. I, uh, I didn't see. Oh, no, I didn't no, see the... 195. Sorry, oh, oh, he went 183. Yeah, so Ty Chandler's a rookie from last year, North Carolina. Ran a 4.38. Got some speed. Got a little bit of a. You know, he was the guy that took over the backfield after, you know, Javante Williams. And so um, you're he didn't get as much, you know, shine, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was, you know, Javante Williams and Michael Carter and then him. But um, he definitely he's interesting when you look at, you know, the, the guys, whether it's, uh, you know, you have um, Dwayne McBride, Alexander Madison. Madison's going to get a lot of touches, but he's not going to get all of them. And Chandler's got a decent pass catching ability. So Dwayne McBride, I got to interview him at the combine. He's not a very talkative guy. Um, all he kept telling me was he can catch. And unfortunately the, the stats said differently, um, <laughs> but I mean, it's another yes. offense that didn't, he did have a pretty good answer. I said, so people are going to ask why, you know, why the, the low production as far as the receiving game. And he was like, I ran for 170 yards a game. We didn't have to pass the ball. <laughs> Smart yeah. man. Smart man. He's good so, at math. Um, that was like his, that. that was definitely his best answer. He also had Debo on his uh, name card. It was D-E-B-O um, McBride nice. on his name card. I love it. Hmm. Uh, why was I just able to get Kyler Murray so late? I mean, I still expect him back this year. He just went 30 picks, I think, after ADP. I don't know. He's not good. Oh, come mm. on now. Stop that. <laughs> Stop that. Uh, no, Please. that's good value. I saw that too sitting there. I'm like, eh. What the fuck? You know, yeah, I was like, what his, the duck? Like... The, the, the Cardinals fantasy stretch, uh, fantasy um, playoff stretch is just daunting. Like that is that is not something I'm looking to actively try to put on my team as <laughs> Like, do you know who they play? I, I don't, but, I mean, uh, it's, so again, San it's Francisco, June. Yeah, Things no, are no, going to change. <laughs> understandable, but, I mean, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. schedule's not changing. It's San Francisco, True. not great. Chicago, no. okay, that one's okay. But, you know, yeah. the, the big one, Week 17, is Philadelphia. Philadelphia is going to absolutely murder them unless they need to sit the entire team. Yeah. That's, I, I mean, is that likely? I think it could be. It could be, yeah. But, I mean, Ooh. again, like, last year, the, the reason the Eagles were so good and had such a – uh, you know, there's a lot of yeah. wins come along, right. yeah. But they also have the second easy schedule this year, mm-hmm. they do not. So, I don't think the Eagles are going to be uh, uh leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else at that point. Gotcha, gotcha. I don't know. I think they're still a level above their division, so I think they should be fine. Well, I don't know. There was a team that came in and beat them when they were undefeated on Monday mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. In, That's in, true. Just, so you're not wrong, they're not put wrong. That, <laughs> put that out there. Yeah, we we need to remember Washington. Keep in does your pants, this. Andrew. 
I, I, listen, I was way excited. I was also I was more excited this past time than when they beat the Eagles or the uh, Steelers on Monday Night Football, the undefeated Steelers a few mm-hmm. uh, uh, years ago. Mm-hmm. But we got to remember that next time Washington plays somebody on the road on a Monday night and they're undefeated, we need to put the house on them. They got just it. happen to win those games. Understood. The, Duly noted. Duly noted. Uh, so Dave, we're, uh, we're going to be coming up here uh, to, to the end of the draft. Um, anything else that, that, that you wanted to hit on, uh, any of these other rookies that maybe we haven't talked about that are going maybe undrafted that you think should be in the uh, mix for things here. Damn it. Who just took Puka? Come on, man. <laughs> Son of a really, really quick. Cause I knew Dave was going to fire this name off earlier. Go ahead and uh, talk about my last pick that I just made. Yeah. So Jeff Wilson, Mike Clay has him projected to be the RB one currently for the, the Miami Dolphins. Dalvin Cooker's over there. That'll change. But Jeff Wilson right now is someone that is just a steal in every format. And he's been productive when he's healthy. The problem is he just doesn't stay healthy. But um, he definitely is definitely someone that, you know, people should be looking at and keeping an eye on because, you know, we talked about A-Chain. He's getting all the shine. He most definitely is kind of the bigger name. Mm-hmm. Jeff Wilson's just the cheapest. I mean, you look at muddled backfields like in the past, that's how you landed guys like Cordero Patterson where you get the cheapest guy. And even if it's a miss, you didn't pay that much. I've been scooping up a lot of them. So I didn't want you to peep his name and then we get sniped. And I got him in the second to last round, which is probably the latest I've ever gotten, Jeff Wilson. If I didn't ignore receiver forever, I would have taken him. But I just like forgot about receivers for a while. And I'm like, yeah, they're important. They're important. (laughs) So. That's where I got too many tight ends. Chosen Anderson, baby. <laughs> Off the board. Chosen is wow. chosen. I am going to be taking, uh, as long as MT Revolt here doesn't snipe me with uh, Mr. Tannehill, I will be taking my third quarterback and Mr. Ryan. Matt, I couldn't get Isaiah Hodgins. I think, uh, you know, Hodgins is a guy we joked around last year about, you know, and mm-hmm. he – he hit the Giants leaned on him a lot. And there's a lot of jokes about the Giants and getting all those little receivers. He's a big one. And so Darius Slayton and Isaiah Hodgins are obviously the outside guys for the Giants. I don't think Jameson Crowder might not even make the roster, but they got, you know, Sterling yeah. Shepard and Wandale Robinson in the slot. You got Jalen Hyatt as your speed threat. And you got Paris Campbell to do all the underneath <sighs> stuff. It's going to be a different offense this year, but. I do think Hodgins could potentially lead the team in targets minus after Darren Waller. Mm-hmm. Go tell our boss that. <laughs> yeah. Kramer? Kramer's, yeah. Uh, Kramer's not on Hodgins. <laughs> no. Nah. He keeps coming at us. I can't give any more giant love than I can for Saquon and Isaiah, but you know I still have to be redacted on. Well, no, maybe, like- Kramer, maybe Kramer and I will have to have a, an over-under bet this year. <laughs> We've tried. <laughs> Well, we, we, I guess we have one. I don't think it's been clarified. But. Yeah. All right. Let's do some, so, uh, some team reviews here. Yeah. Uh, Dave, you are the guest. Why don't you read off your team? Tell us uh, a little bit of, you know, uh, about uh, what you like about it, what, what you may have done differently. I may or may not have tossed the phone. Um, so, okay. <laughs> how about I'll, I'll read your team off for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's see. At quarterback, you have Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, and Jared Goff. Running backs, Bijan Robinson, J.K. Dobbins. Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Swift, Josh Kelly, wide receivers, Garrett Wilson, Jerry Judy, Deontay Johnson, Khalil Shakir, Darius Slayton, Tim Patrick, tight ends, TJ Hawkinson, Greg Dolchitz, Gerald Everett, and Juwan Johnson. 
Yeah, I think if I could take a pick back, it'd be Dulcich and try to get some more depth at running back or receiver. But pretty, pretty uh, good with the squad. I think uh, you know having a good tight end is a difference maker. And I was very close to getting Kelsey, but I didn't. And so mm-hmm. I definitely had my eyes on Hawkinson, and then those other tight ends just kind of fell in my lap. Yeah, you're going to need the tight ends to fill in some flex weeks potentially, but tight ends uh, can score multiple touchdowns probably at a higher rate than some receivers, so don't hate it. Yeah, I love your first three wide receivers. The Garrett Wilson, Judy, and Deontay Johnson. Absolutely love that. Wilson can explode this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry Judy actually was, I think, ranked fifth or sixth amongst his team's red zone targets in the entire NFL, so love that pick. And, of course, Justin and I, our team, Deontay Johnson, that man cannot possibly get that many targets again and not score a touchdown. So we think he can potentially have a Miles Sanders-esque uh, return year where, you know, two years ago, Miles Sanders didn't do very well and no touchdowns. Last year, erupted for double digits. So we think Deontay Johnson has the ability to do that. Absolutely love that pick. Yeah, Appreciate I would that. also love if DJ also had 1,200 yards uh, this year as well, like that, Miles that Sanders be, just had. That would be cool. Yeah, I just, just had an article come out today, 17 comeback players. A few of those players did end up in my roster. Swift by accident, J.K. Nice. Dobbins and Deontay Johnson on purpose. Nice. I think Johnson is definitely a positive regression candidate, and he is the number one receiver for the Steelers. Uh, if you guys are looking for some betting odds too, Swift, very low yardage. I think it's like, like right around 600 or 580 on his uh, season yardage. Wow. He's hit that in one out of three seasons, and that was the season that he was healthy. But uh, Deontay Johnson, just the same, 825 receiving yards. He's hit that three seasons in a row. Why Why would he not do it again? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's absolutely ridiculous how low the market is on these guys. Yep. All right, I'll, uh, I'll do mine really quick here. I got uh, Trevor Lawrence. You'll see a lot of Jacksonville here. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, Kyler Murray, Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, Jameer Gibbs, <clears throat> James Cook, Tank Bigsby, Devin Singletary, Jeff Wilson, Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf, Christian Kirk, Traylon Burks, Zay Jones, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, Evan Ingram, Tyler Higby. A couple of Bear stacks, got some Tennessee stacks, got a heavy, heavy Jacksonville. Um, what I really liked about this start, and you know, when you're looking at starting heavy with receivers, Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf, Christian Kirk, my my top three receivers, all have late ADP quarterbacks to stack with. That's something that you want to look for. You don't want to look for your necessarily your top target that you have to run immediately to and get that quarterback to stack up with them, i.e., you know, Joe Burrow, obviously Kelsey and Mahomes is another one, but I really like that. And I didn't get those like multiple of those guys, but I still did get Lawrence. I tried to play the ADP game with Cousins and Geno. It didn't work out. Yeah, not not a bad team. Uh, I, I actually like that one, Justin. Uh, okay, so I will go over my team here real quick. Quarterbacks, Derek Carr, Matt Stafford, and Sam Howell. I do have all of them stacked up somewhere along the way. Uh, running backs, Ramondre Stevenson, Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, Zach Charbonnet, and Jamal Williams. Wide receivers, Cooper Cup, Chris Olave, Jordan Addison, Jahan Dotson, Tyler Boyd, Curtis Samuel, and Nathaniel Dell. Uh, tight ends, Chig, Dawson Knox, and Jake Ferguson. Yeah, I like it. Late, uh, late tight end, late QB. Everything else has got to be levels up. So, yes, never a problem for me. <laughs> I like how you said you actually like my team. Like you like hate all the other ones. Thanks, man. No, no, no. But I mean, like sometimes it's like okay, like it's it's a fine team. But this one, I I actually I actually like. I would take that one as one of my one fifty. 
Okay. All right. You want to, you want to, you want to buy this baby? How much you want to buy it for? <laughs> buy it? I will give you 1250. Yeah. Damn. Give me $10. I was going to say, if you put the 1250 on top of the 25, maybe we could talk. Sure. But... Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> that is not a $37 team. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right, a minute ago, start... You said it was a $3 million team. <laughs> The next oh, show, oh. the next show, we're auctioning off teams. Everybody, oh, nice. money. Yeah, yes. <laughs> can do. I like that. I love it. I love it. All right, we're gonna head out for the night. Appreciate everybody stopping by. Appreciate you, Mike. Appreciate you, Davis, and everybody else in the chat. Take care. Be well. Be good. If you can't be good, I don't care. Just be good at it. We'll see you. Good luck. <laughs>